Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Okay, welcome everyone. Today is April 4th, 4th. Wow, opening day here in uh, Cincinnati, which is where we're broadcasting live from our secure bunker. Mm-hmm. Um, hope everyone is well. Um, we're just trying to stay positive. Everything we hear has been kind of choppy, negative, TV, ads. Got to turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. Um, the mission of our show is to do everything in our power to make a difference in your life, your career, and the world, even as one person. Amazing, right? Amazing. But doable. If you think one person cannot make a difference alone, think of uh, one of my guys, Paul Revere, right? Um Anyway, we have a great show today. We had a fantastic show last week. Um, you know, I know a lot of hosts say that about their content. Um, our guests are stellar. They're really good at what they do. They're just so much fun. And they bring a lot of interesting, out-of-the-box ideas to the table. You know, they really do. And, you know, every week we have something new to discuss and every week it's different and every week it's pertinent. And I just love it. This week is exactly that. And as we get into it, we'll talk about it. I'm excited about Um, this week. You know, um, look, in my book, I say, please proceed with a willingness to be influenced and dot, dot, dot. A sense of urgency, okay? Because, you know, we gotta make stuff happen. The clock is ticking. We can do better. We're doing great, but we can do better. We can always do a little bit better. Um, you know, um, every year the bar gets higher and higher. Every year it gets harder and harder. Success sometimes is even off the radar, right? People are just trying to get by, get by yes. so they can get home and Whatever. I mean, and, you know, of course we feel for them. Um, but, you know, it's funny, right? The way success works is, oh, wait, that's our guest, right? <laughs> so we have. Well, that was good. That, you caught me off guard with that one. We have an expert and, you know, um, and I want to talk more with her because of how she has positioned her target audience, which to me is very, very important. So um, I would love to introduce our very, very special guest, entrepreneur, speaker, author, champion of youth, Joan Posevi. Joan, are you with us? I sure am, Charlie. Eva, thank you so very much. Hey, um, thank you, um, and welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. First thing is that I pronounce your name correctly? That's what I was wondering. Very close. Uh, Possibly. Possibly. Okay, excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, Joan, first, 
share your website information so that our listeners hear it, and then we'll keep repeating it throughout the show at least. TheWaySuccessWorks.com. Sounds easy. It does yeah. sound easy. You know, I, I got to love you guys. You come on and you make it as simple as possible, right? I'm a Unlike fan us. of easy and simple. <laughs> yeah. Um, excellent. So, um, all right. So for starters, uh, and we'll go over everything that you do and, and how it came about, but what does the way success works mean? I mean, you know, what should we expect to learn from the book? When I started the project initially, you know, best laid plans, I thought the very first thing that I would do is come up with this incredibly great title, do a mock-up of the book, and then as I was staring at that, working away at my computer, that would be my inspiration. Well, if time went on, that title wasn't coming to me. And I thought, I better get started writing here. There isn't going to be a book. (laughs) And really, it ended up being the very last thing. I was really struggling coming up with the title. And one day pacing around in in front of some friends, I was thinking, well, really, what is this book about? Well, it's just about the way success works. And that's where we came upon the title for it. So it's basically a blend of three things. It's a template for how to create our very best life. What is it that we would like to have, do, or be from this point forward? And then how we go about step-by-step how to create that. That's interspersed with uh, concrete examples of how I've used it for a number of decades now and fine-tuned and tested it and the stuff that I found I couldn't get to work isn't in the book. (laughs) And then the last component are youth success stories from around the world. And when I say uh, youth, I'm generally talking about the the millennials, 18 and up, although there's a number of stories in the book that their story actually started quite a bit younger. But when I was talking to them by then, they're in their 20s. Okay, so, um, you know, of late, we've been a little charged here where we are um, about future and things like Mm -hmm. that. When Mm -hmm. you say, um, you know, live your best life possible. Um, that to me means um, at the moment I I get that memo, right? So in other words, if I get your book and I learn from you that it is possible for me to lead the best life possible for me, it's not going to be, well, it would have been possible if I did this, you know, years ago. It, it means from the moment I get the memo forward, the potential is there for me. Is that true? Absolutely. What's gone on in the past is the past. It should yeah. be a guidepost, not a hitching post. <laughs> Let's learn from oh, it and move good. on. Yeah. And then we take today and create something anew. Right. And I think that's the key because um, uh, that gets missed, right? Um, it's right here, right? Right, but didn't you love, it's use it as a guidepost and not a hitching post, so don't stop. Don't just, you know, put your horse there and just stay forever. Yes, it's, yeah. Right, and, you know, it's to move on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, see, I was born with introverted tendencies and raised by a really loving but shy, stay in the background, never speak up kind of mom. And 
I could blame her for how I was raised, but there's two problems with that. Number one, um, if we blame someone for how we're raised, we don't get better, we get bitter, and we don't change. And secondly, we can't, a person can't give you something that they don't have. So my mom could not give me the feeling of being comfortable in front of, you know, groups of people if she didn't possess that in herself. It just, it simply wasn't possible. So then realizing that, then it's up to me to change that about myself if it's something that I feel I want or, or need to change. And clearly for what I wanted to do, that needed to change. <laughs> okay, so... You know, and it's funny too, because just being introverted doesn't necessarily mean that you don't want to get up in front of the group, but it's just a little bit harder for you. And so you just embraced, you know, what you wanted to do and got there, which is great. Because so many people, like your mom, would have just stayed in the background. Absolutely. In fact, she had said to me many times when she had heard of all the speaking I was doing at audiences, et cetera, she said, well, I can never do what you're doing. And I said, no, that's not true. I said, you don't want to do what I'm doing. <laughs> if right. you wanted to, you, you, you'd find a way. But, I mean, honestly, there was a time that you couldn't have paid me, bribed me, or treated me to enough ice cream to be talking like this with you let alone doing the, the presentations that I'm doing. And I was very shy as well. Um, hmm. But then at the age of 18, I met somebody, uh, Carl was his name, and then months later we found ourselves at this seminar that I was told was going to be about business matters, predominantly marketing. I think I was told that so that I'd go. Uh, turns out it wasn't about marketing at all. Oh, what was it about? Now I, now I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so there I was. At this, it was in a conference room at the Hilton Hotel on Dixon Road in Toronto, Canada. I remember it so clearly. I was sitting four rows back, two seats in, with about 300 other people. And for two hours, I sat totally captivated by what I was hearing. Now, I was captivated because, as I mentioned, it wasn't about marketing. It turned out he was talking about the mind. And he said that regardless of what you feel your limitations are, regardless of what's happened to you in the past, that you can have, do, or be anything that you wanted to with your life. I'm thinking, wow, what a promise. Yeah. <laughs> up, in, up until that time, all of my learning had just been in traditional school subjects, science, math, history. Never had anybody before talked to me about my mind or my potential. See, I thought that when you were born, you were dealt certain cards from the big deck, so to speak, and those are the ones that you had to play well, that would be fine if you were dealt a great hand, but what if you weren't? A lot of us weren't. So suddenly the speaker in front of me was saying, no, regardless of your upbringing, regardless of what you think your limitations are, you can create anything that you want for your life. But then we stopped for a break and I had to make a decision. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that, you know, you were at that age when you were still just so ready to see a different way. Right. I mean, 18 is such a great age. It's like you're right on the cusp of of change and doing something new and moving forward with your life. The, the world is full of promise. And especially when you when you come from a family where everybody's kind of like, no, 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 just hang in the background. And here's someone saying, oh, no, let's move you to the front. And it's scary. But how exciting. Scary. And, you know, can I really believe this person? Because. Mm -hmm. You know, what had happened was uh, when we stopped for a break is when I'm out in the hallway and I start pacing and this person I'm with, Carl, he's just sitting back watching me going back and forth because he knows what's going on in my head. Mm -hmm. Myself, along with the other 300 people in the room, 
we were offered the possibility of attending, signing up for this eight-session program, but it's going to cost me $350. Hmm. That was a huge sum of money for me back then. I was 19 by, by then, by the time we got to this seminar. Now, I, I knew in my heart there was stuff that I wanted to do and experience, but being the shy, introverted one, I thought, yeah, you know, would this really work for me? <laughs> you know, it might work right. for somebody else, but not me. It would have been so much easier and, and cheaper just to walk away. Because I was thinking, you know, even if I could come up with the money, would this change be even possible? But because you can't change, or can you? You know, it was that possibility that stopped me from walking out. And then I thought, you know, who else is there to take responsibility for my life other than me? See, that's you know, the thing, finally, right? Carl said, excuse me, Carl said, no, I'm sorry. I said, Carl said to me, excuse me, um, is this going to help you? And I said, absolutely. So I was like, uh, duh, maybe that's your answer. <laughs> well, and, and that's the aha moment. We had this type of conversation with others, like, um, where does that occur? Like, what triggers you to take that step? I mean, th- what this book is you know, somewhat revolutionary, right? It's like you're a warrior. You're saying don't stick with the hand that you're dealt. I mean, to me, that's like a Patrick Henry, give me liberty or give me death. Well, but I think at that point you were not saying that. You were just thinking like, ooh, maybe I can do something a different way. You know, maybe it maybe it is possible. I don't know. You know, but three hundred and fifty dollars. Holy cow! Where am I going to get that? Absolutely. Yeah. And even if I do come up with the money, like seriously, is it going to work for me? Right. But I think what I received was that seed of a possibility. Like, what if he's right? <laughs> yeah. No, it's wow. um, unbelievable. We possible. We are heading into our first break, but okay. Um, we kind of, we're getting some groundbreaking vibes from this book, The Way Success Works, because it's in line with all of the hoopla we, Eva, have been going through the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks here. Um, I love it. I think it's groundbreaking. I want to share it with everyone. We want to, uh, Joan, maybe um, determine, you know, how you have become the subject matter expert on this topic. Um, and, and how we can help because we just think this is a great thing. So please stay with us, everyone. Corporate Talk with Charlie Eva and our very special guest, Joan Pasavi. We'll be right back. Let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. This is segment two of Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. And our guest today is entrepreneur, speaker, author, and champion of youth, Joan Posivy. And she's the author of The Way Success Works, How to Decide, Believe, and Begin to Live Your Best Life. And Joan, I was loving your story about how you went and you heard the speaker and then we're assuming you signed up for the eight weeks, and I want to know what happened after the eight weeks because it seems to have been a real catalyst for change in your life. It, it was life-changing. The biggest thing, too, Eva, I think, was that it, I started to realize the beliefs that I had were not necessarily the truth. They were just my own perception, how I saw things. 
And I began to realize that it's like tossing a couple of those cards that I was dealt back in and picking up new ones mm-hmm. and learning that we can change these things. So while I would still have what I call introverted tendencies, and I think that's where kind of the uh, genetics comes into play, right? it doesn't stop me. And it, it's fun and exciting to do things like to be able to talk to you today and with groups of people and that sort of thing. But one of the goals that I had set through this process, because uh, after the eight weeks, I was signing up for anything that I could to learn more about myself. And one of the goals that I set was to be a bank manager. Now, keep in mind, I was in my early 20s at this point, and I was working at a loans clerk. So that was a huge goal for me. And I didn't tell anybody what I was doing or what I was studying but I was told that I had changed. Well, one day I got up the courage to tell my immediate boss of my plans to be a manager. And he said, look, no matter how good you might be at the job, there's no way that someone's going to hire a 20 something bank manager. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> well, that day I learned an important lesson and that was not to share my goal with anyone that I knew wouldn't be positive and supportive. I mean, he and I were friends for a lot of years after that. But as far as I was concerned, sharing those big dreams with them was off the table. You know, there's no value. Uh, but it was about a year after that that I accepted an offer by another financial institution to the position of loans officer. And, and that felt really good, but it still wasn't ultimately where I wanted to be. And then not long after being there, I got a call from the president of this new company. Apparently, they were on a search to find a new manager for one of their branches. And he knew that I had recently been recruited from the competition. So he asked me, was there anyone I knew from my previous employer who might be a good candidate for the position? Now, I, somehow, <laughs> I mustered up the courage to blurt out, well, other than myself, um, hmm. no, I, I don't know of anyone else. And uh, <clears throat> he laughed. That was his response. He said, you know, eventually you'll get there, uh, but it might not be for a few years. Uh, as it turned out, it was just a matter of months until I received that appointment. <clears throat> Apparently, after searching, I couldn't find anyone. So they asked me if I would go in as kind of like an acting manager. And so they could mm-hmm. find someone, uh, as they put it, suitable. <laughs> but, of course, that's all I needed from that moment. Um, I felt that the job was mine, and it was not long after. Now, I, just to be clear, um, the reason I share this is in no way to try to impress, but rather to impress upon you, if I had not been studying this material, I doubt very much I would have set that goal anyway, certainly not at that young age. And even if I did, if I had the company president say, look, kid, it's going to be a few years, I would have believed him. I mean, after all, he was the president, you know, but that understanding caused me to realize that that was just his opinion and that I shouldn't change my goal because of someone else's opinion of what I can and can't do. And that applies to everybody out there listening right now. No, no and I love that story because that's such, it's just yeah. such a good story to show that it's all about mindset. And what you also added in there a little bit of too was not just mindset, but it is also, you know, everybody always talks law of attraction, right? Well, law of attraction to me starts with mindset because when you get your mind in the right place for what you want, it seems like things start happening. And just like you said, he might have told you, you know, you have to wait a couple of years, but you had your sights on it and it happened so much sooner. It happened the way you wanted it to. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's not until you have that experience do you start to realize that it does really work. 
it's almost like you have to have your own personal experience and then you say, yeah, this does work. And that's why you're able to now teach other people how to do this, other young people. Um, there's one other thing. Yeah. That I got out of that story. Okay. And, um, don't, oh, be careful who you share your dreams with. Oh yeah. It's right? the whole believing eyes. Thing. Dream big, yeah. but be careful yeah. who you share them with. Right. Don't share them for approval. Right. Because right. you could have just never went anywhere further. Right. Had you just given up at that moment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we can't um, let uh, outside circumstances and people control our thinking or we'll just continue to keep getting the same old results. Absolutely. Well, we've and got a, go ahead, sorry. No, no, you go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, um, in in setting a goal, whether it's a bank manager or starting your own business or whatever it is, it's like planting a seed. Like if if you and I were to take an orange seed and plant it in the ground, in infertile soil in a, in a climate that's conducive, and we cared for it and nurtured it, over time we would expect to see a beautiful orange tree. Would you agree? I would agree. Yeah. Not a cherry tree or a pine tree or an apricot tree, only an orange tree. But the really interesting part is if we were to take that orange seed and dissect it and look at it through a highly powered microscope or using the latest and greatest technology, we would never, ever find a little orange tree in there because it doesn't exist. You could say the orange tree is in the universe, but what it does contain is a pattern plan or a nucleus that dictates what it's going to grow into. And, you know, we know that when you plant a seed, there's a whole lot happening below the surface that you and I don't see on the physical. And I I was thinking about that when you mentioned the law of attraction. So you plant this seed of an idea, whatever the goal is, and care for it and nurture it. And just because we don't see it happening on the physical plane right away, it doesn't mean that it's not coming toward us. Now, it's our responsibility, too, to move towards it. But when you think of that little orange seed in the ground, um, it's surrounded by particles of energy and it's attracting what it needs for something that we call growth until we see it on the physical plane. But the mistake that we often make is we set this goal and get this beautiful image in our mind of something we'd love to have or do or be with our life. And then when we don't see it materialize in a week or two weeks or three weeks, whatever the time frame, we say, oh, it's not going to work. And then we end up replacing that picture with something we say we don't want. And then that is, again, what we begin to attract, more of the same. No, and I love the analogy that you used around the um, planting the seed. And the seed doesn't, you can cut it up, but you're never going to see the tree in the seed, which is Mm -hmm. a, a great way of putting it. Because so many times we lose the faith too early or we don't have faith to begin with. We let all the negativity and the negative voices get in the way, or we have a couple failures and we think, well, this isn't going to work. And I always kind of, it just reminded me of when I was reading about like Tesla and Marconi, like whoever thought you could send, you know, sound through the air and target it. Right. But yet Mm -hmm. they had this dream that you could do that. And it's just amazing to me. And but yet so many times we'll have a much smaller dream and yet we'll let that kind of, you know, go to the wayside because we think there's no way that it could ever happen. So 
I like the work that you're doing because it's so important and it's so important to teach young people to not give up. You're just starting out. Now's the time to dream, stop the negativity and start looking forward and have faith. Absolutely. And that reminds me of a, a quote from Earl Nightingale. He's considered to be kind of a grandfather figure in the personal development and uh, founder of the Nightingale Conant Corporation. Uh, he said, you know, here we come to a very strange phenomenon. He said, we tend to minimize the things that we can do, the goals that we can set, but for some equally strange reason, we think other people can do things that we can't. He mm-hmm. said, you know, you got to realize you've got deep reservoirs of talent and ability within us. And, um, yeah, as, as, as a, you know, a person in, well, at any age, whether it's a baby boom or a millennial or, or whoever, uh, it's, we can, we can start again today. Yeah. Wow. And I love that. And I love what, um, Earl Nightingale said because it's so true because sometimes you see people, they're on TV or they've achieved a certain status and you think, well, they've got something that I don't have. But yet when you talk to them and you dig a little deeper, you always find out that they had, a, you know, not always, but a lot of times there was a lot of adversity. The only difference was they just kept going. Absolutely. Like, you know, you and Charlie have this you know, successful program, and I'm sure it wasn't without its, you know, hurdles and challenges. It's not like you came up with this idea and instantly it all fell into your lap. I mean, there was a, a large learning curve and, and tons of work went involved. Um, you know, you put yourself out there. And every single youth in the, in the book and the way success works talked about putting themselves out there, like taking those chances. Absolutely. And I also discovered that, that none of them had any special magic. They mm-hmm. just focused on what they wanted and went for it. Um, that's true with everyone. If you think about yeah. it, right? The ordinary becomes extraordinary, but um, we're kind of all capable. Right. But what we don't always do is we don't always go all in. Yeah. Correct. Right. Because we prefer to stay in our comfort zone. But if like by definition, our comfort zone is is doing stuff that we're comfortable with. Well, that's just going to create more of the same results, more of the same quality of relationships and level in our bank account and everything else. In order for us to get these better results that we're looking for, we've got to step out of that comfort zone into something I call the panic zone. And, you know, you've got to be willing to, to dance in that panic zone. But it's always so worth it. <laughs> no, it is so worth it. And I know, like, I was I was like you. I mean, I teach classes on stage fright because I had really, really bad stage fright. Oh, I, would say I'm, I would say I'm extroverted. But for whatever reason, when it came to the spotlight turning on me, it was just crazy. <laughs> you know, so sensitive and, and really that's what I found out I was, was a highly sensitive individual and that everything could be so overwhelming. So for me, having a comfort zone was really tough sometimes to find it. But on the other hand, it's like, okay, so if I'm always going to be uncomfortable, let's shoot a little bigger, <laughs> you know, let's go a little <laughs> bigger and shoot bigger because why not? I mean, if I'm going to be scared at a lower level, I might as well be, might as well be scared at a higher level too. Absolutely. <laughs> Until now, I found some tools that now I'm not really that scared. Very, yeah. very, it's very rare. But yeah, in the beginning, especially in my 20s and 30s, it was crazy. But no, I, I, I love this because it is about 
it's looking outside of yourself and looking even outside of your immediate, as you know, we call it the tribe or your family, you know, because the, tri- the tribe is a little bit more than your family because it also can be looking outside of, of not just your family, but also your friends and seeing that there's a whole new world out there and something that might be much more exciting for you. The way success works. The way com. success works. So we're going to go ahead and take our second break. Stay with us, everyone. Um, this is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is Joan Posivy. We'll be right back. Charlie Labosco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years' experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person, building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on TalkZone. Hey, welcome back, everyone. This is uh, segment three, and we're speaking with entrepreneur, speaker, author, and champion of youth, Joan Posavi, and her book, The Way Success Works. Um, is to me a, a revolutionary tool of hope so that, um, everyone can go forward however they want. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. In fact, you know, we had someone on the show last month, Joan, that said they were not, they didn't start living their best life until they were in their 60s. Mm-hmm. So it's never too late. Um, and Absolutely. I get that. So so you, you wrote this book as a way to give back and kind of share some stories with the hope of inspiring the youth. Yes, I because think. I had the fortunate occurrence to be able to be exposed to these ideas in my late teens. And I saw the effect that it was having at my results. And I had to step back and say, hey, wait a minute, there's definitely something to this and made a commitment to never stop learning and wanting to pay it forward so that today's youth see that there is another option when they're locked into this mindset of, you know, can't do this, can't do that. And that's why I find the youth success stories in the way success works so helpful and so impactful. I'm hoping that as youth read it, they look and say, you know, wow, you know, this person managed to do this in spite of obstacles. You know, what's my problem? Uh, A quick example of that, um, Tim Harris, he was born with uh, Down syndrome, but at the same time always wanted to have his own restaurant. And when he announced this publicly to his parents, when they were, when he was 14, you know, his dad was trying to hold back the laughter, like seriously. But as they saw his his focus and determination, they had to start taking him seriously. And he ended up opening that restaurant at the age of 24. 
uh, called Tim's Place Restaurant, and it's uh, on the menu. They serve breakfast, lunch, and hugs. Oh, and uh, oh, it's just it's fabulous. Uh, I absolutely fell in love with Tim, and he's got this counter that he counts during the day the number of hugs that he gives. And at the time of our interview, it was around seventy thousand hugs that he's amassed. But one of his most favorite, uh, excuse me, famous was one that came when it was in, he was involved in um, Special Olympics, mm-hmm. and there was a dinner at the White House hosted by President Obama and Michelle Obama, and there was I think about a hundred people in the room of Special Olympics people and their parents, et cetera, and, and Tim and his family were were one of them. But it was about two weeks prior to that where. Tim's mom and dad went over to the restaurant to announce the great news to Tim that he was going to get to meet the president. And immediately Tim said, oh, this is fantastic. I get to hug the president. <laughs> At which point the parents and the restaurant manager said, um, uh, Tim, um, you can't just run up to the president and give him a hug. You know, there's protocols and all that. But you see, there's a lot we can learn from Tim because when he gets an idea, it's, it's like a done deal. And so fast forward now, they're at this dinner. And President Obama is reading a little bit about each of the Special Olympics people. He gets to Tim. He's talking about the restaurant. And he's like, huh, uh, Tim, I-, I never got a hug. Well, that's all <laughs> Tim needed to hear. When he heard that, he jumped out of his chair and ran up to the stage and gave the- President Obama a big hug and said, I love you, Obama. And uh, the president said, oh, I love you too, Tim. And, you know, Obama said after, he says, you know, that was kind of nice. And even a president needs a hug. Yep. But um, there's a lot we can learn from him. Well, no, I I agree. And it it will help your digestion, too, when you're at his restaurant, because the good vibes are just flowing, right? I mean, it's just, I mean, how nice to be able to get a meal and a hug. Um, When, you know, when we hear um, stories and, and we meet people like you and other guests, I always and we always say it's all connected and we apply it to the workplace. In this instance, if your book, The Way Success Works, um, I think everyone can learn from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's perfect for the youth because I've learned the hard way that the youth has ideas that are age independent, right? So we can all learn from them. So. We don't want them to leave their greatness on the table. So your entrepreneurship and your book and mentoring brings them out. And and that really gives us hope for the future as a whole. Who knows what these guys can come up with, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm hoping that, you know, maybe there's uh, a young person out there that has always wanted to operate her own restaurant or his own restaurant and they read Tim's story and they say, Oh my, if Tim can do this, what's my problem? Like I can do this, you know, or the person that says, you know, I, I want to travel for the year or I want to start this business, but I can't because I don't have any money. You know, then they'll read about Fraser Doherty that started his jam empire with $3 and he's grown it into 2000 stores in 10 countries. And, you know, he's never borrowed a dime because he did. He was too young actually was the problem. <laughs> oh, wow. That's exactly what I mean. So you went and you interviewed a lot of youth and a lot of their stories are in the book, right? Yes. Yeah. And a lot of them, as you have explained, you know, they're energetic, 
you know, the youth comes out, right? I want to do this. I mm-hmm. want to start my own restaurant. So when I did my book, I interviewed all my peer group, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, at, at our age. And 100% of the people I spoke with agreed that there's issues, problems, and concerns in the workplace. And that same 100% said issues, problems, and concerns in the workplace are caused by others. Always. Always. So, (laughs) right, um, this is the reason why you need to keep inspiring the youth, right? Because you're talking about not blaming, being brave, not sticking with the hand that's dealt, right? Um, and mm-hmm. that's what we need. That's well, and we youth need. is, you know, the, the young people are still such a blank slate. You know, most of them, you know, yeah. typically are not married. There's no children. There's no mortgage yet. There's not even the golden handcuffs of a really high-paying job yet, typically. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, it's wide open. And to show them the possibilities of what they can do when they hear that little voice in the back of their head saying, you can do this. You know, you're the one that's kind of, you know, setting the tone that says, yeah, you can. Don't listen to what other people are telling you. You're almost too young to be listening to them. You know, do what you want to do. Try it now. Now's the time. Yeah, absolutely. I would much rather try something and have it not work than not try it and later on play that what if game. You know, what if I had started that business or what if, you know, I had gone for that job promotion? Uh, I don't I don't want to play that game. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, and, and quite honestly, I feel that right now we live in one of the best eras ever, like never before in the history of civilization. And we had the ability to reach out and connect with with people literally around the globe at the top of a screen or a click of a mouse in ways that we never could before to you know, collaborate and share ideas and, and solve problems. It's, it's amazing. And who better to do that than the, the young youth that grew up with that technology? They're in a and they're so position. comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, you and I are just kind of learning, keeping up. <laughs> yeah, right. That's funny. Um, you mentioned earlier that, you know, the youth that you work with and spoken with, you know, they're all different decks, right? All different. Yes. Um, and so... I think that's important um, to know. Is there any common thread that you see that holds them back? Like what hold, what seems to hold them back to maybe take that step forward to like in your case, you went to a seminar, you know, someone else's case, mm-hmm. they may, yeah. you know, do something else, but something must trigger that, um, spark somewhere and I'm just you know if we could eliminate what holds everyone back or certain people back I think that'll really be big right mm-hmm. if I had to cho- choose one I would say self-doubt believing that we can't and that's tied in with a common error that a lot of us make at any age and that is we'll take a look at our existing results our happiness, our health, our physical, material wealth, our contacts, uh, where we're living. And based on that, we say, okay, these things are achievable for me. These are the goals that I'm going to set. When what we need to realize 
is the results in our life right now are nothing but a reflection of our thinking and our decision-making up until today. If we want to create this magnificent future I'm talking about, we need to acknowledge those results and say, okay, I get that. I see that. Now, let's set aside our really our lower, lower, lower faculties and tap into our, the higher side of our nature. We've got six intellectual factors. One of those is the imagination. That gives us the ability to, to really dream, you know, like the Wright brothers with the airplane, like the, the, the smartphone of today, you know, um, uh, uh, Elon Musk uh, electric mm-hmm. cars that are, you know, selling gazillions of them now. And the, the model hasn't even been made yet. You know, the one that's on the market now that comes out in right. 2017. You know, all those things were nothing but an idea in someone's mind. It wasn't based on something that they saw physical because it didn't exist. And it's the same for you and I. We've got to tap into our imagination and say, okay, what is it that I really want to do with the rest of my life? Because, you know, life is so darn short. And I don't know about you, but I seem as I get older, time seems to accelerate. (laughs) It's really accelerating. And that's Mm -hmm. the sense of urgency that um, I seem to have lately. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so what so, so what we do is use our imagination to build that picture, then drawing on another fact, intellectual factor, the will, we hold it with our will, kind of like uh, Eva was saying earlier, and not being knocked off course, not pulling up that seed, we hold it with our will, and over time, we find that we start taking those actions, and what we attract to us is very different and creates the new results. I had a teacher once that, uh, a spiritual teacher once that said, bless this mess, bless your mess because you created it. So mm-hmm. bless it and understand that you can uncreate it and you can create something different. You just have to hold it. You just have yeah. to hold that thought and move. And like you said, I like what you said about universe moves towards us, but we also have to move towards it. We have to be willing to be open to receive, even if it seems like a crazy idea. Yeah. yeah, and we've got to take action. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've mm. never been in the middle of a, a meditation or relaxation and suddenly a bag of money falls on my lap. Never. <laughs> never. <laughs> so, but but what happens through this, I, I think, attraction is we get those those inspirations, those ideas. Yes. You know, I need to pick up the phone and talk to this person or go to the seminar or read this book or whatever it is, and then the next step will be shown. Right. If we're going exactly. for the big goals, we're not going to know how it's going to materialize. But we need to take that first step. I think it was Dr. Martin Luther King that said, you don't need to see the whole staircase, just the first step. Yeah, that's what I like. This is not make-believe stuff, right? No. You're, you're, you, you have to have courage to execute the um, plan from this book. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's why the network of the youth is important to have, right? So, mm-hmm. all right, we, ha- we have to take our last break. Um, this is the stuff that I can talk about all night, uh, and I love it. So um, please stay with us. We're not done yet. Uh, we will be right back with more on Joan Pazavi and her wonderful book, The Way Success Works. Mm-hmm. 
Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks so much for staying with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is Joan Posivy. You can learn more about Joan in her book, The Way Success Works, at her website, thewaysuccessworks.com. And so, Joan, we've been talking a lot about youth. And how it's important, you know, at a young age or at any age to tap into, you know, our desires, our hopes and start moving towards that. And we know that you do something with the Global Youth Project. And can you tell us a little bit about that? Certainly. It all ties in with the mission to inspire, enliven, educate as many young people as possible to become courageous, confident goal achievers. And the Way Success Works book is one piece of that. And we'll be branching out into other areas because I really wanted to create a community for youth, a a place that they can turn to for perhaps the guidance and motivation, inspiration that they need to help them take that next step. Sort of like you give them a whiteboard. (laughs) Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because I think the support is so necessary because – you know, I don't know about you, after you went to that eight weeks, you get inspired, but then it's hard to keep that inspiration going, especially if you come back into a tribe that isn't necessarily supportive. It's so difficult, and that's where um, in the way success works, I talk about things like empowered evenings and mindful mornings. Part of my morning is studying this material, at least 20 minutes or a half an hour. And I often do that during a stretching routine that I do anyway, or if I'm at the gym on a machine like a treadmill or something like that, I'm listening to something. It's like brushing your teeth. You don't do it once and say, okay, I've got that nailed up enough for the year or whatever. You know? <laughs> and, and a lot of that has to do with um, we need to recognize that the, the results that we're getting in our life are caused by our, our actions, our behavior, and that's being driven by our subconscious conditioning. And that's the level that we've got to change things at, or we're not going to see the results, certainly not long-term. And that's why earlier when I mentioned that I was born with introverted tendencies, grew up shy, on a conscious level, I could think of how fabulous it would be if I could just walk up to a person and say, hi, how are you doing today? I'm Joan, blah, blah, blah. You know, on a conscious level, I could think of the, the people I would meet, the opportunities that open up, but my butt stayed put. Because of that old conditioning, I had ideas running around that weren't conducive to that action. Like, you know, there's probably a good chance I'll get rejected. I don't really have anything to offer anyway. And so until I changed those ideas in my mind, I wasn't able to take that action in order to change the results. And so you don't hear this information once, and it's like, okay, I've got that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it's it's an ongoing process. I remember even after studying this, the first audience I ever had 
was huge to me. It was a total of 18 people. Yeah. I had to almost literally push myself in there yeah. because the fear was so great. But I mm-hmm. knew I wanted to share this material and so had to start. And, and, and now, I mean, it's just it's so much fun. But, you know, you go through that process. And I t- it didn't happen overnight. It took years. No, I, I absolutely know exactly what you what you mean. I mean, to me, it was just even in a conference room, there could be, you know, five people. If I had to get up to the whiteboard, it was terrifying. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I kept pushing through it. But it wasn't until I learned about, you know, the subconscious mind, because no one really teaches you that. I mean, you think to yourself, oh, okay, exactly. so I'll do positive affirmations. And then you wonder why they don't work. It's because you have all this stuff going on that you're not even really cognizant of. And so, yeah. and your body is overriding you. I'm sure like you, when you went in there, you could feel like your palms are sweaty, your mouth was dry, blah, blah, blah. You know, you start going through all these symptoms because you're, your head's saying, yeah, I really want to share this information. And your body and the subconscious is saying, oh, no, you don't. Exactly. <laughs> you nailed it. Yeah. Oh, no, you don't. You go home. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna prime you to run out of the room. Your, your adrenaline is going to go shooting through you, so it's not going to be for doing the presentation. It's going to be so that you can escape from here. <laughs> yes. And that's why part of my mindful warnings as well include written affirmations, you're writing down your affirmations, you know, like, I'm so happy and grateful now that I can meet and greet people confidently anytime, anywhere, any place, you know, those types of things. And that's the, the, the new, it's like you plant the seed and then you, you've got to fertilize it and care for it every day. And it doesn't take long, but, you know, you need to give it that attention every day. It's also a reason I'm such a fan of uh, vision boards, like actually seeing the end result. For me personally, as well as corporately, like in, I own a, a self-storage facility. And so, you know, back in the, the staff room, we've got this graph of a, an occupancy level that we want to achieve. I'm not much into thermometers where you're seeing the existing results. I want everybody to see where we want to be and mm-hmm. hold that image. And then ideas come up as to how that's going to manifest. It's just, it's magical how it happens. But those those pictures help us stay focused on what it is that we're working towards and not present results. I think it's good that you work it every day because um, the youth will test you and they keep the bar high, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And talk a good. little bit more about your morning routine because I don't think that people take this seriously enough. How important it is to start the day on a positive note. If we're, if we're serious about living our very best life, we've got to identify the goals that are going to make that happen. Like, what does that look like, you know, for you? That's going to, in order for that to happen, we've got to behave differently. We've got to take different actions. Otherwise, those things would have showed up in our life already, right? That makes sense. Uh, we've got to do things differently. So in order to um, pull us through those uncomfortable times when we're dancing in the panic zone, we've got to continually keep that end result in mind. So that morning routine uh, involves a number of things for me. Like I said, it's the, the personal development segment that might be 20 minutes to a half an hour, really, depending on my stretching routine. And then if it's on a uh, on my iPhone, it might be, um, you know, an MP3 of some recording. Mm-hmm. 
It also includes a, a vision board where I'll sit and take a look at those you know, physical images. And the idea is you've got to see yourself already in possession of it. So when I was working at being comfortable in front of large audiences, I would have the picture of the large audience there and see myself walking on stage and being calm and confident. And you've got to change that because those self-limiting beliefs that we're running around with, they've probably been our traveling companions for a long time. Mm-hmm. And reading about it or writing out the affirmation once or even for a week or two or three ain't going to cut it. <laughs> right. So it's a learn. It's, it's, it's an everyday process. The other thing that I use, uh, because it's just so darn easy to do these days, uh, is create an audio recording in your own voice on your phone. Mm-hmm. I am so happy and grateful now. Um, uh, you know, from a business standpoint, money. I'm so happy and grateful now that money comes to me easily and increasing quantities through multiple sources and on a continual basis. Um, I'm so happy and grateful that we're serving uh, so many customers. I I would put numbers on it so that it's more definite. And that has to happen every day. Yeah, and I love that because I think so many times, well, I don't think, I know so many times that people think they're being realists when they when they're just talking about the negative, but all that is, is just, it's reaffirming the negative. And I like to say, if you set an intention for the day, make no mistake. If you get behind the wheel of your car and you say that today is going to suck, you've set the intention, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if you, something, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say um, that. So set the intention for the positive like you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the night, and this was part of what I call the empowered evening, is when you're reflecting back on the day, if something didn't go as well, like say I am in front of that big audience and I was nervous or didn't maybe articulate an answer to a question quite right, rather than beat ourselves up for it, Mm -hmm. let's acknowledge what did go right during the day and then replay in our minds how we would like it to be. So that's what we fall asleep with. So rather than beating myself up about not answering that question properly or as well as I think I could have or should have, I would think, oh, this is how I could do it. And you put you relive it. So that's what you're feeding and caring and nurturing for. Because if you're going to bed with those negative ideas, that's what you're giving energy into, and that's what you're going to keep creating in your life. We've got so much power. Yeah. We really do. And, you know, thank you so much for sharing this because it's very powerful and you've lived it. And we always love when people live what they preach because it just makes such a difference. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah. Um, My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. The way success works um, is a must get. Right. right. Um, and, and again, you can learn more about the way success works at the website of the same name, The Way Success Works. And if you'd like to learn more about Joan and the Youth Project, it's globalyouthproject.org. So another great show, Charles. Yeah, no, fantastic guest, uh, fantastic work. Uh, I learned a lot, and I'm young at heart, and I'm going to dive into this book myself. Me too. Thanks so much for joining in today. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Bye.